Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Real Estate Matters. For over nine years, the voice of real estate in Flagler County and Palm Coast, Florida. I'm Toby Tobin. I'm a Florida licensed commercial realtor with Grand Living Realty. This show is brought to you every week at this time by the Flagler County Home Builders Association, by Klein Construction, by American Village, a gated 55-plus community where I am a new resident, and pro bono Hammer Community Church. They don't pay for this ad, but that's my church, and I like to put a plug in for them. And you don't have to tithe. Yeah. You, <laughs> you caught me, didn't you? <laughs> do you qualify for the 55 and, and older? Uh, I, I do both um, barely on IQ, but I do make it on age. Yeah. Do you qualify for the – you probably get a discount for the number of years over 55, so you're about, what, half off? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. well, having just turned 80 this last year, that's – you don't look at day over 79. Uh, no, I tell people that I'm a 79-year-old trapped in an 80-year-old body. <laughs> okay, that uh, that other voice, the one voice you probably recognize is co-host Walker Douglas. Hello, my uh, friend. On the other end of the age spectrum for me. And uh, guest Ken Belshi. Ken has been on the show before. Ken is a good old friend, and he's also the executive vice president of Sunbelt Land Management. And Sunbelt Land Management, uh, one of their projects, uh, well, in the old days, was Bunko's Plantation. That was correct. one of your first projects, or maybe the first locally, but now it's Veranda Bay on John Anderson. Yep. And between that was Marina Del Palma mm-hmm. on Colbert. Next and door to the old cement plant. Yeah, and others around in different well, places. We like to you know, rebrand the old cement plant, Yeah, as it will be at some point. Everything will be rebranded yeah. eventually. That's right, Walker. Well, if you, if you take just take Veranda Bay, how, how many name changes has that had? It was the gardens at Hammock Beach originally. Didn't, didn't you have another name in between there? No, you? it's always just changed from the gardens to Veranda Bay. Mm-hmm. Veranda Bay is a good name. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah. But I, I thought that was the something club, the beach club at Hammock well, the, Beach. Wasn't that the, an interim? The time when the... When uh, Bobby Ginn owned the property, he had labeled it um, Hammock Beach River Club or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hammock Beach River Club. I, I, they can't. They couldn't get away from the hammock. It's just. Time. It's just four nouns: Hammock Beach River Club. Not nothing against it, but it is funny when you look at it like that. Yeah, and, and it's it's nowhere near Hammock Beach. Correct. But that that never matters. It's like uh, Island Walk. The shopping center. It's not an there's, island, and there's no place island. to walk. <laughs> and you're also not you're not a um, you're not naming your projects with a silent e on optional e. Not yet. <laughs> no, but I like, don't know why don't why, why don't you? Because you can get fifty thousand dollars in price if you put an e on the end. Yeah. True. Yeah, I'm so glad I came here today. You just made me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you back, Ken. Uh, <clears throat> I want to do. Get your insight today on uh, last year's market and what you think that portends for this year's market. So let's look at some numbers from last year. And we've basically been moving sideways uh, in the market for the last couple of years. But within that, the market has changed quite a bit because a year ago, we were selling about the same number of homes as we're selling now 
But a year ago, days on market was under 10. I mean, it was a, a, a crazy market, and the number of homes sold was down because they couldn't come on the market fast enough. Uh, now, today, we're selling homes at about the same rate, but days on markets uh, in the 30 to low 40s range. So I want to today kind of dig deep and see if we can figure out what some of the the inner workings are that's controlling the market because the market is always changing. When You're never moving just sideways. Some numbers may move sideways, but the market itself is pretty dynamic. You know, I think most people would agree that the time we had where it was 10 days on market didn't really serve anybody very well, uh, neither the seller nor the buyer. Well, I, I think the real estate agents would might, might, yeah. <laughs> might object to that. Yeah, um, although, you know, you think about uh, if you're representing buyers mm-hmm. and you have almost no time to right. represent a new listing mm-hmm. because it's gone so quickly, then you, you know. That's where people make mistakes is in those times. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's when they buy from afar without seeing. Mm-hmm. And they buy something they're not ultimately satisfied with. And so, yeah, I, I, think, the, I think the realtors probably have a uh, – sort of happier life now with it. You know, yeah, I think so. I think a normal market serves everybody pretty well. Exactly. Including the builders and developers. Mm-hmm. Because you can you can predict things with more certainty. Yeah, and you have a happier customer in the long run because they are able to evaluate the offerings on the market and make a decision that worked for them. And risk is expensive. Mm-hmm. So let's just... Do a little quick comparison. The number of home, I'm, and what I'm going to be doing here is comparing 2022 to 2023, because here we are already in 2024. How many homes were sold in 2022? These are single-family residential homes sold through the Flagler County MLS. 2022 was 3,012 2023 was 2,863. So down maybe. 3%? Yeah, well, certainly less than 10%. Uh, close enough to be sideways. Yeah. Yeah, what's <laughs> or, the margin for sideways? <laughs> plus or minus right. the, the margin of error. And then median price, uh, that didn't change much either. In 2022, it was 369,900. In 2023, it was 365,000. So that's within a couple points. Days on market in 2022, 12. Sheesh. That was just amazing. It's a frantic time. Yeah. yeah. You'd be afraid to go to bed. Well, but <laughs> like, that, so that's median. Right. More, more, than, more than usual. Yeah. Well, so, that's average. Be, the median average days on market. So there's a lot of days below 12 that things are on. There, there, are, oh, yeah. there were some that were one than two days. Half a day. E- even, <laughs> even some of the million-dollar home sales were under 10 days on market. Then in 2023, it was 37 days. Now, that, that number is creeping up a, a little bit. And But that's extraordinary in its own right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, anything under 60 to 90 is really a strong strong market. strong market for sure. It's like Taylor Swift tickets, man. 
Are we sure that the, seen that bots aren't scooping up these houses on the internet? I haven't seen any of the bots at the concerts. So <laughs> no, they're not great attendance. No, no bots about it. They pay all this money. They don't show up. Yeah. It's like uh, I heard the other day that two seats to the Taylor Swift concert in Miami are is thirty five hundred bucks. Two two seats, so seventeen fifty. What is that general admission? Nosebleeds. That's nosebleeds. Ooh. Hey, listen, man, if you got a daughter, she's gonna scream her head off if you don't get the tickets. How do you think I know all this? <laughs> <laughs> Should we do? Let's do. Let's do the second half. Just KB talking about Taylor Swift. Yeah. Well, that probably wouldn't be a good show. Is she? Is your daughter a Chiefs fan now? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She knows Travis Kelsey. You it's know, all orchestrated. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm watching more Kansas City based of uh, football now. Sure. <clears throat> Those tickets are pretty expensive too. I like how every time there's a completion from like. To Kelsey, they pan to her in the skybox, yeah. and sometimes she's just kind of not paying attention. Yeah, eating an ice cream or something. <laughs> That's fine. What do you want her to do? Okay, back to business. Uh, million dollar homes. Uh, you know, one of the things we noticed last year, there were several months when almost all the million dollar home, million dollar plus homes were cash sales, but uh, it, it was kind of just spotty. You'd have a month where you might have. 20 homes and 17 were cash. The next month you'd have 15 and only four were cash. So I don't know if we can it's, – it's fun to talk about it, but I don't know if we can draw any real inferences from it. But in uh, 2022, there were 95 homes sold through the local MLS that were a million dollars or more. The most expensive was $3.195 million. In 2023, there were 98 sold, just three more. The most expensive was 4.7 million. Wow. So the top of the top was that was Walker's house <laughs> divided by 10,000. Uh, then, looking at some of the other numbers, if you look at a whole year, a lot can happen in a year. You can have up and down, and then you end up. If you look at the whole year, you're kind of looking at an average number for the year. So I looked at just the fourth quarter, which would tells you how the year is ending, what the trend line is towards the end of the year. The number of homes sold in the fourth quarter of 2022 is 633, and we're down substantially in 2023, all the way down to 629, <laughs> a difference of four homes. I'm not worried. Year over year. But the median price, uh, three hundred sixty-five thousand in twenty twenty-two and three hundred seventy in twenty twenty-three. So remember when we were looking at year by year, we were down a little bit in twenty twenty-three. But if you look at the fourth quarter trend line, we're actually going up a little more in twenty twenty-three. And in, in two of those months, you had interest rates at their peak. Mm-hmm. Yep. Interest mm-hmm. rates didn't really start to fall until December. Well, that, that, that's true, but then also keep in mind that, that if you're looking at a closing in December, that deal wasn't done in the third quarter. It's probably done in September. This, this is true. That, you know, the, so, you it was, signed. so it was three months of very high interest rates. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll be seeing in January and February what people really did in November and December. Mm-hmm. I said very high interest rates, normal interest rates, not very high. Yeah. Well, when I moved here in early 2000, 
my interest rate. I built a house in Grand Haven at the time, and I had a 7% mortgage. I thought I'd died and gone to heaven because 10 years earlier, I had a 13% adjustable rate in Charleston, South Carolina <laughs> that got all the way up to 17%. <laughs> when I graduated uh, college in 1984, interest rates uh, were 19%, and most of those were adjustable. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were a lot of negative amortization loans being done at the time. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things that's going to happen over when we start talking about, I want to say next year, but it's really this year now because we're already in January. People are going to, they forget really quickly. And I think seven will be the new normal or six or seven. And it was the old normal. There was a time when it was the old normal. 2%, 3% is not normal. Right. And I'm miffed at why nobody's talking about how that's actually a good thing for the baby boomer generation. Um, I think our government and and Wall Street has been been, uh, punishing the savers for almost two decades and – now it's time where they can actually invest money in safe kind of instruments and, and earn a good return. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, hold on to that thought. We've got to take a quick break. Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. that this episode, a part of your show, started out with a fake news story <laughs> by the fire chief. Free for all Friday, where local newsmakers talk it out. People pretty much made up their minds about vaccines by now. We're crossing our fingers that everything holds up so we can give our folks some raises. Hi, I'm David Ayers. Join me and Brian McMillan every Friday morning following the news at 9 on WNCF and worldwide on the Flagler Radio mobile app. Hello, everybody. Thanks for staying with us. This is the second half of Real Estate Matters. I'm Toby Tobin. I'm a licensed Florida commercial realtor with Grand Living Realty. We have in the studio with us today uh, Walker Douglas, my trusty Howdy. Uh, millennial sidekick. And we've got Ken Belshi. I'm not going to ask Ken how old he is, but he's somewhere in between Walker and me. That's fair. Yeah. That's a that's Very a pretty fair. broad spread. So <laughs> after a lot yeah. of age demos, yeah, but I, uh, Ken has been a, a local developer for many many years. Uh, he's the executive vice president of Sunbelt Land Management, and their their first major project locally was uh, Palm Coast Plantation of right. Colbert Colbert Lane, and that, Palm Coast Plantation is, is a perfect example of often happens in the real estate business. You go in and you, you might get 800 acres of land and you say, boy, I, I'm going to put a community there. And then you start going to get a future land use map changes and zoning changes and get your your permits all lined up. And people will say, well, how many homes are you going to have in there? And if, whatever Palm Coast Plain, it was just Six, under... 634. 634. It says, oh, 634 Colbert Lane can't handle that. And their thought is, 
tomorrow there's going to be 634 new homes. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was in Grand Haven, living in Grand Haven when you, when you first opened up Palm Coast Plantation. And it was right before the bubble burst. It and was 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a few years before. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but uh, you, you had some beautiful homes built in there, and then the market just, as it did locally, we, we just pretty much lost a decade. Mm-hmm. And then things started to pick up, and now, of course, it's doing very, very well, but you still have vacant lots in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's about, um, I'd heard recently, 75 to 80% built out. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had sold all of our, all of our holdings in there uh, years well, before the recession, actually. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's just an example of the fact that it doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it takes a quarter of a century. Yeah, and I, now I don't think anybody um, could even remember what it's like before that community, right? It's right. Like, it's mm-hmm. always it's always been there, and mm-hmm. and it's a it's a great place. We're well, very proud of it. Way way more than it's a beautiful community. Way more than half of the people that live in the area moved here after that was open. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was there. Yeah. When they got here. Yeah. And those sometimes are the people that want to close the gate now. Well, I, when when somebody talks to me like that, I, I tell them, I, I know exactly how you feel because I felt the very same way before you moved here. <laughs> how does that go over? <laughs> when you're 80 years old, you can get away with a lot of stuff. <laughs> how, to, how to win friends and influence people, right? <laughs> well, when you're 80, you don't need as many friends. <laughs> Well, seriously, you know, when when people uh, do move move here, they often want to preserve it to be exactly like it is when they get here. Mm-hmm. We, we, no, we, I understand it. Yeah. I understand. I understand the pressures. Uh, if you talk to someone who is against growth, it almost always boils down to infrastructure. It's traffic and the condition of the roads or the stormwater management system, the swales. It, it really, it's not about all the new restaurants that have opened up since they moved here or or all the shopping or the BJ's that's that's under construction now. It's, it's the, the infrastructure. And unfortunately infrastructure development always lags the rooftops because people are, are never willing to put out millions of dollars in anticipation of future growth because what if it doesn't grow? Then we spend all that money widening that road. Why would we do that? So what happens is we wait until the road isn't wide enough for all the traffic that's on it now. Then we start talking about widening the road, which means feasibility studies, engineering, getting the financing and the construction itself. So by the time you widen the road, it's not wide enough now either because of all the people that have moved in. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just an ongoing thing. That's just a fact of life. It's unfortunate. I think every community and that's vibrant and growing in the United States has faced all that, right? Yeah, well, uh, some of my family retired on the west coast of Florida, and so for probably 30 years I've driven the I-4 corridor to go over and visit, and there's not any time of the day that it's good to drive through Orlando. Never has been. No, No. even, even if you go at 3 in the morning, I've tried that they because they're doing a lot of construction, they do it in the middle of the night, so they don't upset so many people. But that, gotcha. But, <laughs> you thought they, you were smart. <laughs> Look at us. We're out here at 3 a.m. Yeah. But, yeah. but they, they narrow it down to one lane because yeah. they're, they're fixing all the other lanes, and, and 
there may only be 20 cars, but that's a traffic jam. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they now have that new lane in Orlando that you can pay extra and go faster, Mm -hmm. which is helpful. Yeah. I like when those, it's like the TSA pre-check. Like sometimes there's, those are more, have more traffic. (laughs) (laughs) People still get in them. So let's, let's talk about 2024. What's, what's the market going to be like? Uh, well, just, Quickly before we do that, let's talk about Veranda Bay, which is your current project on John Anderson, just mm-hmm. south of State Road 100, mm-hmm. and it's between John Anderson and the Intercoastal Waterway. Yes, and that was we mentioned in the first half of the show that you Bobby Ginn started that project with a n- different name, but you've had your first phase sellout. We uh, started selling our first phase in the uh, late fall of 2022 and uh, have completely sold that out, which is 122 lots. Uh, we you know, closed on most of those last year in 2023. Mm-hmm. So it's completely sold out. We started construction on phase two, which is another 89 lots, and have had really good reception from our buyers on those lots. And uh, <clears throat> going to be starting construction on phase three sometime probably in the second quarter of this year. Now, that's... That's a builder product, and um, it is under contract with a builder that I can't mention yet because it's not out of due diligence, but uh, a well-known national builder that's going to probably buy up the rest of what will be Phase 3. Is Phase 3 still on the east side of John Anderson? It or is. is that on? It is. Mm-hmm. Still on the east side. Okay. You, you Have you finalized any plans for the west side of John Anderson yet? No, not yet. Mm. Veranda Bay is a unique neighborhood because it's one of the last stretches of intercoastal uh, front. As far as I know, it was the last stretch. The last. Yeah, Yeah. it really was the last stretch. So it's a beautiful property, great location right around the corner from the beach. And, you know, it's not surprising that we've had really great reception about the property. Mm -hmm. Well, the the timing of opening that uh, development or community was perfect because – it, it coincided with the wave of what I call the blue to red state migration mm-hmm. and moved to Florida. It's a free state. I mean, that's we're being talked about like that around the country now. It's not just our own opinion of ourselves. Right. That is a very real phenomenon. Mm-hmm. We are in a um, position where we talk to a lot of buyers of real estate every week that make their way to our office or our project. And it's amazing that many of them are are just saying to us, you know, we're trying to escape uh, uh, the People's Republic of California. Or yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and we do have, you know, traditionally the East Coast of Florida was people from the Northeast. The West Coast was people from the Midwest. Now we're, we're mixing it up and getting people from all over the country now. And California and Washington State are not uncommon now. Yeah. And I think the phenomenon of, of working uh, remotely has, has helped some as well. And, you know, Walker's generation has, has really taken a hold of that. And, um, and and other things, no state income tax and obviously the weather and quality of life. But you put all of those things together at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have what we've experienced since really 2020. It's been a, 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 a literal wave of people that are coming here that I don't think stops anytime soon. And and I think that uh, the people that uh, are moving here are coming primarily from uh, urban areas in these uh, blue states. 
And these are areas where they, there's tremendous amount of equity built up in their homes, so they can sell their homes there and come down here and get something fabulous. Fabulous amounts of equity. We were joking before the program. They can sell a, a, a modest home and uh, bring enough money to buy a new house and a boat and a boat dock and still put a million dollars in the bank or more. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and th- that wasn't true a decade ago in the, you know, the bottom of the recession. No, there's a tremendous amount of equity nationally in the in the home market now. Yeah. So um, people have uh, plenty of money. The stock market's at new all-time highs. The rates have normalized, in my opinion, and will probably go somewhat lower, although I don't think that's a good thing necessarily for the baby boomer generation, as we talked earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they could stay right here, and it'd be great. And uh, I expect this wave of, of people and migration to continue well into the end of this decade. I, I think it's a two-decade wave, really, but I I won't be here to prove myself right. <laughs> Never know. Yeah. Well, maybe. Medical science is a wonderful thing. Uh, quick projection in the next year. Do you think uh, things will be better or worse in 2024? Better by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Walker, what's your... I think we're going to be sideways for the next six months, and then we'll be better once we get closer to that big rate cut. Oh, I, th- I think the rates are going to will, will not go down below in the five percent something range. They're never going to go back. Uh, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a big number of your listeners that are hoping that that's the case. Yeah, but but they're going to get used to six six and a half, I think, or, or five and a half, and I think that uh, we're. we're it's going to open up more uh, potential buyers and more potential sellers, too. They'll say, well, I'm going to have to live with it. I'm going to have to change sometime. I might as well do it now. Mm-hmm. Ken, it's great to have you. Thank, uh, you. thank you for the invitation, Tony. Uh, You're looking great, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I feel good. Uh, good luck with Veranda this, this upcoming year with your Phase 2 and Phase 3 sales. Uh, Walker, you got any parting words or don't hesitate to go look at Veranda Bay. It's a beautiful neighborhood, and it. Uh, the, I think the name is is accurate. It, it it evokes what it actually is. Thank you. We yeah. we put a lot of hard work into that. Sounds like yeah, I can imagine sitting around several beers on the coffee table, saying, "Well, got any other good names?" <laughs> <laughs> well, happy New Year to everybody. Uh, We'll be back next week. We hope you will, too. I'm Toby Tobin, and I approve this show.